mind if I tug on this? Well, you know, yeah, we can do, you know, we'll get your manuscript set up. I'm just going to tug on this, you know. I was just repeating what a black man had said. Just don't ruin the show. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm not ruining the show. I'm enhancing it. Trust me. All right. Just don't fuck it up, Frank. You have a history of fucking it up with clips. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. Introducing four experts in the questionable art of crime. Mr. Farwell, expert on noxious gases. Former professor with a doctorate in both chemistry and physics. Mr. Irby, expert in mechanical engineering. Mr. Brooks, expert in the use of firearms and other weaponry. And Mr. DeCruz, expert in demolition and various forms of destruction. The time is now. And the place is a mountain cave in Death Valley, USA. In just a moment, these four men will utilize the services of a truck placed in Cosmoly, loaded with a hot heist, cooled off by a century of sleep, and then take a drive into the Twilight Zone. <gasps> Welcome to LAW, The Twilight Zone Review, episode 60. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Ricks. There you go. Uh, today's episode is 224, The Rip Rain Winkle Caper. The one I couldn't say super fast last time we, we were talking about it. Just couldn't handle it. My brain couldn't. It folded. Ah, oh, today, you, you had a you had a clip to play. Do you want to get into that? You want to you want to enter the episode? One thing. Yeah. What the fuck is Cosmoline? Cosmoline? I don't know. What is a demolition? He's a he's a demolition expert. I don't, I don't know. It's old people talk. It's fair enough. It's a, it's a how it's how demolition is pronounced through a cigarette. That's Pretty my, much. That's, that's my only theory. Hey, but I, I love that uh, uh, Rod was actually on the set for this one. Yes, but not at the end because he didn't want to go in the goddamn desert. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'll stay on the set. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not going out there in the hottest fucking sun. Are you kidding me? Bacon in the sun, this smoke? Come on. It's going to age me. I mean, I don't want to do that. Look at this skin. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll burn. I'm Dan, <laughs> but no, yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> if there was a Godfather to Twilight Zone podcast, Mr. Tom Elliott would be him. Uh, the Twilight Zone podcast. It's it's one of my favorite podcasts, actually. Uh, it's been for a while, um, and uh, I've talked to him from time to time. Um, and he okay. Rod Serling wrote a. Uh, well, he, uh, okay. He released a book, I think it was like mid or early seventies. And it was, um, most of the episodes he wrote, but a lot more narration in the beginning and the end and all. So Tom Elliott read the beginning, uh, narration of this, um, episode because, you know, uh, you sound it nervous. Was just that fucking good. Right. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to give Tom Elliott his due okay. and, you know, say that this is Tom Elliott. Okay. Yeah, that's all. But he, he did say oh, I was allowed to play it. So, but I, yeah. So we have okay, permission. Shut up now. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. Rod Serling's novelization of the story 
gives us a little bit more detail. It starts off like this. The tracks of the Union Pacific were reptile twins snaking their way south of the Nevada line into the vast torrid valleys of the Mojave Desert. And once a day, when the crack streamliner city of St. Louis thundered along these tracks past a needle-like volcanic crags, the distant sawtoothed desolate mountains, the Dead Sea of Ash and brittle creosote brush, it was the intrusion of a strange anachronism. The screaming power of the diesel pushed aside the desert winds. It shot past the white and arid wastes of the ancient land, as if afraid of being caught by the jagged, crumbling spares of rock that surrounded the great quadrangular desert. And once, just once, the impossible happened. The steel cord that tied the train to the earth was parted. Too late, the giant wheels sent up protesting sparks and agonizing metal shrieks, trying to stop that which could not be stopped. 50 tons of engine and train moving at 90 miles an hour. It thundered off the broken tracks and smashed against a sloping sand dune with an explosive roar that shattered that still desert with earth-shaking reverberation. Cars followed the engine off the tracks like nightmares piling atop nightmares until the carnage had spent itself. The city of St. Louis was a dying metal beast with 15 broken vertebrae stretched across the desert floor. So bad ass. It's a bad hypnotized ass. by his accent. I, I love the it's, the the vertebrae. <laughs> the, exactly, dude. The ending is it, it just like you know Rod's words, right? It, 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 you, know, you can tell it's Rod because wow, the exposition. Yeah. But <laughs> the end of you know a dying metal beast with you know fifteen broken vertebrae stretched across the desert floor. Yeah. Boom, dude. Wow. It's pretty badass. It starts off like just describing the rocks. And then it gets like badass by the time it gets to the end of it. Really picks up pace there at the end. The quadrangular yeah. ang- something desert. That was like I was like, wow. That's a And what is that from exactly? I know it's from this podcast, but what is he what's what's the book, the the chapter from? I I don't know what it's called exactly, but if you um I've never Googled it, but okay. it's literally Rod Serling released a book of um, like a director's cut movie, but it's a writer's cut of the episodes of the Twilight Zone from Rod Serling. So, and, and is that one attached to Rip Van Winkle Caper? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. The whole thing is the Rip Van Winkle Caper. Okay, okay. I was like, what? I don't remember there being a train crash, but maybe I missed something I mean, there. You can, have, you can get an audio, yeah, because it was a plane crash. You, you know how they talk about it in the beginning. They talk like, did you see that thing? Da, da, da. Well, I blew up the track. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a and, he's a demolition yeah. expert. Of course, that's what they're talking about. Yeah, and then you know, uh, Mr. Farwell, obnoxious gases, knocked everybody out on the train, so they were sleeping. And then okay. they moved a okay. hundred million dollars worth of gold bullion. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're doing. Uh, let's introduce the episode. I don't think we've done that yet. Uh, Today's episode is 224, the Rip Van Winkle Caper. Maybe I did do it, but I'm doing it anyway. Again, fuck it, moving on. So 
I love this episode. I really do. It's one I remember from my childhood. One of the, probably like my fondest memory of the Twilight Zone. Like the one I remember the the most clear from childhood up until adulthood. The rest of them I kind of have like a, a vague, foggy childhood memory of it. Where I'm like, like I mentioned in the the telephone episode, where I thought it was. <laughs> The reveal was that the grandmother was on the phone, but turns out she's just a sinister whore and trying to kill her grandson. A little bit off on that <laughs> one. Whatever. Uh, this one, I, I remember all the way through, it's just, it's you know, it's very cut and dry, like what happens in this. And I, I remember so vividly the ending, like laughing as a child, like, ah, you fuck ups. And I loved it. And it's just, that love has not gone away. Uh, what about you? Uh, dude, I mean, it gets better every time I say it. I mean, I, I love Farrell's accent. Yeah. You know, I love Mr. DeCruz. You know, he, he's just he's just a funny, great character. Um, the other two, I mean, Irby, Brooks. he's fat, and then he's a skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you Bro- know, and Brooks, the other guy, he, he gets run over. Yeah. When Brooks comes out of the cave after the 100 years, he just... I couldn't stop looking at his package. It was just like, like God damn, Brooks is packing. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck yeah, dude. He that was definitely a sock. That was like halfway down his leg. It was like Jesus Christ, man. Too bad they had to kill him. Maybe that's why they killed him. They were jealous. Well, he has he has the problem, the same problem I do. Getting murdered? Oh, car crashes. Oh, car crashes. That's your no. That's what you're talking about. Very giant, you know, member and. I have to strap it to my leg most of the time. Oh. I think you're talking about car crashes. I think that's what you're talking about. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, so these four guys, they steal a million dollars, a whole million dollars in, in gold bullion. And they're so goddamn proud of themselves, but they're so like, we have to, we can't just be walking around with this money. We got to do the most ridiculous plot of all time. <laughs> we we got to go hibernate I mean, for a year, 100 years. We're so hot, everybody will be looking for it. Like, no, not everybody. Here, Okay, so the plot is, <laughs> I'll just go real simple because I want to make fun of it the whole time. Uh, and I still love this episode. Don't, don't get me wrong. But they, they decide it's too hot. To, you know, they, they can't go cash the money. Let's go, let's, let's go into this cave where a, a, a feral has these gas chambers rigged up, these little glass caskets, basically. And they're going to sleep for 100 years. They're going to come out. The, the gold won't be wanted anymore. It'll be a whole new earth out there, pretty much. Almost everyone will be dead. Okay. Why? I, it, it, just put the gold in the cave. Go ahead and come back in 20 years. I don't, I, I don't know why you got to I don't know why you gotta hibernate. I don't know why, uh, why you think it's a good idea to steal money and then f- basically time travel forward where it's worth less. Even if it, you, know, you cut the ending out of there, where it, gold ends up being literally worthless, inflation alone would make your heist, it's depreciating in value every single year. I don't know why this would be a good idea. Like I said, just put it in there for 10 years, five years, go overseas, spend the shit right there. You don't have to wait. I don't understand any of this plot. It doesn't make any sense. And just having the technology of having this gas chamber seems like he, he could be making a pretty penny off this thing. I don't... I uh, just don't understand any aspect of it. And and it's just like, literally, they're $250,000 richer, yeah. all four of them, when they start this sleep for 100 years. Yes. And they are so ready to murder each other. 
And I don't get why Farrell doesn't just go, yep, go into your casket there and press the button, look at the button, make sure it's there, and push the button. Oh, and you, oh, you guys have poison. Uh, mine's just like a, you know, carbon monoxide, but I'll be, I'm fine. I open the thing. And you're all dead. I'm going to take my gold and leave. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand any well, of it. Well, I did... I, I did notice that they made him the most sympathetic character out of all four because when Irby died, he seemed to be the only one yeah. that actually gave a shit. Yeah, and that worked then, but then later on he guys them fucking clunks to cruise in the back of the head. That's all out the window. Well, the cruise had it coming. Yeah, he could have killed him way before that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think he was a murderer. I think he did it out of pure survival mode. I think he's just going insane. He, he went sun crazy. He lost it. <laughs> Desert madness. Yeah. So uh, this is our tail end of the episode. What was the 100 yards over the rim? <clears throat> the one that they shot back to back in the desert, you can tell. Um, same truck. Yeah, yeah, same everything. <clears throat> anyway, so I keep losing my voice right now. Uh, what a gas. I don't understand the science of a gas keeping you alive for 100 years. But dead, too, because none of the body functions were working. Yes. So it, I'm like, this is why no we beard. freeze. Just freeze them. Just have them be frozen. Why do gas? I don't understand it. Because in order to stop... Because he... Yeah. Yeah, because he was a... Uh, he was a... You know, he's a... Whatever. He's a he's an obnoxious gas guy. I wouldn't trust he him. wasn't a... <laughs> Hey, I mean, we all seen that Mel Gibson movie. Look what trouble that caused. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 3. No. Oh. <laughs> um. Keep going back. Hmm. It, it, it's, uh, it's, it's like... I got nothing. See. What the Is fuck it was it called? I, I want to say Forever Young. Oh. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah Forever it was Young. called Forever Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't I don't, I don't get it. I don't think a, a gas would really do that. And then so they wake up a hundred years later. They don't realize it's hundred years later. Hundred years later, at first they're kind of like it's only been a year. Like everything's the same. We're still wanted men. And then they look over. Then they just dart outside. The three of them dart outside. They have like this fake rock wall that is over door. Fake rock door that just swings open. <laughs> yeah. No chain. Yeah. Chain. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, God, this. <laughs> And none of this made sense from here on out. Because let me just quickly go over this. Because it drove me fucking nuts. None of it added up. So, they decide, hey, we we only went a year forward. Oh, that sucks. And like, oh, we better go get uh, Irby. They go back in there. A rock fell. And it's still on the the glass. Just in the frame so we can all see it. Crack the casket. And Irby's a, a goddamn skeleton now. Okay. I'm fine with that. They okay, but see here. Here's the thing: the gas escaped, so shouldn't have Irby woken up yeah. early. Yes, that was gonna be the next thing I get to. I, I'm fine if he's dead if the rock killed him, but yeah, if the gas was only keeping him frozen or you know frozen in time, frozen not their body not moving and you know technically being alive. Suspended animation. Yeah, and then if if the gas escapes, uh, Irby's got a shit ton of gold now. I don't know why. Uh, I don't. I don't understand this. But uh, well, I just like that they. He was an afterthought, and they kind of forgot about him. So they run back in and be like, "Oh shit, he died. That sucks." He had like thirty seconds of screen time. 
Well, and, and again, it was Farwell who was the only man that remembered about him. Yeah. This, you know, the sympathetic guy. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the other guys were like, you know, thieves and crooks and demolition and this and that. And this guy is a professor. Yeah. <laughs> trying to remember what I was going to talk about. I got derailed. Um, That's okay. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, I finally realized what it was. Yeah, he is the professor. He's the caring guy. They all run back in there. Irby's dead. And then I don't understand the next couple sequences because they have this cave that is secret enough to hide for a hundred goddamn years with a with a million dollars in gold bullion. And they, they're like, we can hide in here for a hundred years. Irby died. Oh, bury him outside. Well, throw him in the goddamn cave. Leave him there. What was wrong with that? Like, nobody fucking saw him. Nobody ever came in there. What the hell? Why did we dig in a hole, wasting our goddamn water and energy? <laughs> and then fucking DeCruz goes insane and, and mows down uh, Big Dick Brooks in the fucking car and then just drives the car off a cliff. And he goes, Brooks well, uh, had himself he didn't an accident. drive it off the cliff. The, the, the brakes failed. Yeah, he, they didn't really fail, though. Well, he I crashed mean, the car and know, he goes, Looks it, like Brooks had a terrible accident. He's just staging this accident for Brooks to be dead in. And I'm like, Just you, you hit Brooks with your car, just throw, throw him in the goddamn cave now. I don't know why you got to like stage this. You're, it's 100 years later. Nobody gives a shit about you guys. I don't know why you're doing through this much work. And now you just ruined your car. I don't understand any of the things they do. I mean, again, they didn't intend to ruin the car. He just intended to run over Brooks. I didn't see it that way. I saw it as he crashed the car on I purpose know. so that he could say, Brooks died in a car accident. No, I, I totally get it. Um, but what I'm trying to say is uh, the narration, if you listen to the uh, – if, if you read that part, um, they should have made the cruise – push the brake twice and yeah. realize, uh-oh, no brakes and bail out. But instead it looks like he hits the brakes a little bit and then bails and yeah, it was like, like on purpose. purpose. Especially but, when he has the line, looks like Brooks had himself a serious accident or whatever he says. Yeah, but that's all he was uh, trying to accomplish. He, he really didn't uh, uh, try to, he didn't want to because there was a lot of gold in that truck. That truck was filled to the brim yeah. with gold. You know, they, so then they put the gold in like two book, book bags and start hoofing it. So now they're down from like a million to like 200,000 between the two of them, you know? Yeah. But it, again, if you read the uh, narration that, that, that Rod Serling released in the 70s, um, the way he writes it, um, he writes it that Brooks, you know, um, you know, you know, how his throat clenched and uh oh, and, you yeah. know, uh, you know, uh, realized the brakes had failed and he bailed out just in the nick of time. And when he hit the ground and saying granny was in his mouth, you know, how Rod writes, but, you know, like, yeah, that's... He left it yeah. as a sole vertebrae in the bottom of the pit. Well, <laughs> I, I, I like that, the, you know, I'm glad you said that, but still, it's not what happens on screen, so... I totally get it. It looks like he just crashes the car and blames it on, like, an accident. And that's yeah, what and I'm stuck with. And he's dumb enough to do it, because yeah. his character is an idiot. Yeah, because <laughs> then they got to fucking hoof it. 35 miles, yeah. whatever the hell it was. So, to me, I was like, why... 28. You're making the worst decisions I've ever fucking seen in my life. 
one after another. First of all, just wasting the energy of, of burying a body seems simple, but is like you're in the desert. <laughs> like, don't, don't eat, to throw, leave the fucker where he lay. Like, just leave him in the goddamn casket. He was fine for a hundred years with, with his ring on. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> ring. You know, he's still married, you know, even though he left her behind. <laughs> Didn't give a shit about her. He, his vows were death to his part, and if he's uh, gonna... it was a him, actually. Was that he was he was married to a man? Oh, that's very progressive for 1961. Well, it was on his right hand, not his left. I don't know. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> no, no, it is. It, uh, uh, gay marriage. The the ring goes on your ring finger on your right, and straight is on your left. You think that's how it was in 1961? Well, it is right now. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's good to know, though. It's like the earring. You don't want to. You don't want to put it in the wrong hand. Um, yeah, it kind of follows the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's good to know. Left is right. Right is wrong. Okay, I'll I don't have my... earrings. I don't know why I know that. But yeah, I had my left ear pierced when I was a kid. It's still kind of had that little hole, you know. It feels like a rock's in there. Well, that's where we're supposed to go because you're not, or I don't think you are. Are you? I could be. Who knows? Uh, staring at Brooks' dong, I, I started to have little debates there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of strange. You, your eyes go straight to his crotch. You know? Oh, come on. You saw that fucking hog he was carrying around. I admired it. It was it was a beast. It, I wish I had dialogue. It was like it was that captivating. We just started talking. I mean, <laughs> they had to write two contracts. <laughs> 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 They're like, we got to get Brooks out of here early. His dick is overheating. We got to get that car. So just hit him with the car and then crash the fucking car into some rocks. We'll call it good. We can, we don't have the car for the rest of the day either. So we got to get these two things out of here. His hog and this car. Crash it, I guess. I don't know. And, and, and plus the Vaseline budget for this episode <laughs> is astronomical. So yeah. we cannot waste any more on Brooks and yeah. his hog. <laughs> So kill him off early before we start using the Vaseline. Uh, you think they buried his hog in a different grave? They had to. Yeah. They buried him hog first. Here lies Brooks. Yeah. Here lies Brooks' hog. B and BH. Just a dick-shaped cross. Two dicks across each other. Oh, Brooks, you will be missed by many, he many women. It, it wasn't the star of David. It was just a pair of balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then uh, uh, the crews and farewell, farewell, they start heading off into the desert on foot. Well, farewell. Yeah. <laughs> Scared me there. Kind of caught me off guard. Started doing Sorry. some acting over there. I just love... These two actors' voices, man, I loved them. Like, it, it was just, I like, I don't know, yeah. I like seeing uh, uh, Farewell's character, the, the actor, Oscar Beregi Jr., because he's not sitting there screaming at Jews in this episode. Not yet. Not yet. So stay tuned, because we'll see him yell at some Jews over and over, which gets real entertaining. <laughs> You're a dad. Very important episode. Yeah. So much so that they redid it. What do you mean? In the movie. They redid it for the movie. Deaths had revisited? Was it remade in the movie? Not only was it not just remade, it was remade uh, with Vic Morrow. John Lannis remade it in the movie, and then 
because of the that was the scene where the helicopter is crashing in the Vietnam, and then uh, the fucking helicopter. Is that when the kids were killed? Yeah, that was the kill, kids and Vic Morrow were killed by the fucking helicopter blades. Oh boy. Yeah, shit happened, and uh, <sighs> yeah, not even a funny story there. It's just horrible. I can't even. And it's on. No, you, yeah, you can go watch this footage fact. if you if you hate yourself enough. Poor Steven Spielberg. <clears throat> Poor John Landis. Uh, he killed that that role, man. Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow. No, I was. Uh, I got John Lithgow mixed up with. Oh, I see. I part. see. Yeah, John Lithgow killed it in the nightmare. <clears throat> man, my voice is just it, really going out. The move. The movie is very fuzzy to me. I've seen it maybe two times. Oh, really? I've seen it a handful yeah, of times. I, it's a. Uh, Let me see something really scary. It's got a fucking Dan Aykroyd in it for some reason. I can't figure that out. In the in the intro and in the through line, uh, the I don't understand why, but he's in it for some goddamn reason because it's like 1986 and and Dan Aykroyd's famous, so he's in our movie. Because why not? Him and Albert Brooks. Figure that one out. Like, let's have a, a comedic pairing in the middle of our, like, sci-fi show. I, I don't get it. Let's break down the fourth wall real quick here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, they're, they're uh, walking through the desert. Uh, Farrell's, you know, fat dude, fat old guy. He's getting uh, dehydrated pretty quickly. He starts, they start trading gold for water. First one bar, you know, for one sip of water. And then, uh, please tell me you have the line where he says this. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of lines that uh, I can play because the voices just are so just gold, dude. Gold. Just his, um, his erotic line about gold. <laughs> I love gold. You can have it. Yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> that was a pretty good impression. Um, Did that ending sound like it was like a spaghetti western? It sounded like it was dubbed by... Someone that doesn't speak English is the first language. <laughs> well, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just. It sounded like it was recorded, like uh, dubbed in later. It was so weird. You can hop it. It's just how he talked. Though. That's what <laughs> yeah. made it great. And then you know, and then and then De Cruz wasn't any better. I mean, <laughs> yeah, his voice was awesome. Here we go. Let's. Water. Oh, I believe there's some water around here you could drink. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, here's some water. One drink, one bar of gold. That's the price. You're out of your mind. That's the price. One drink, one bar of gold. I keep underrating you, Mr. Cruz. You're quite an entrepreneur. Ain't it the truth? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're quite an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was hoping you had the second line where it gets erotic, where he goes, two, bar, two bars of gold for one swallow. I was like, that's a good price. <gasps> that's a good price for a swallow. Uh, you know what, Phoenix? That's uh, amazing. You, you, you bring that up. amazing. You bring that up. What happened there? You, uh, you went up four or five octaves. Your voice just oh, floated away. What's that? Let's see here. Oh, no, does it take a time? No, it's okay. No, dead air's fine. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I'll just sit here and uh, 
So uh, Frank's making a strange face over there. Uh, so I'll just keep talking. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. You, you labeled them. Maldito vidrio. Rip Van Winkle. That's what we are. That's the beginning. Four Rip Van Winkles. I just like that line. Good to know. Uh, anyway, it doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's skip the line. Um, but I do have... Um, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I do have that, uh, that second part because it's like, well, far up. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I know I got it. God damn it. Where is it? So, uh, yeah, they, they keep going. Uh, here it is. I, I, sorry. Sorry, I gotta replay that. All right, Farwell. All right, Farwell. All right, Farwell. I got about a quarter of a canteen left. Please, the cross. Please, the cross. Mr. Farwell, the rate of exchange has gone up a little bit today. It's two bars of gold for one swallow. You're going to swallow what I give you to swallow, Farwell. <laughs> Pretty soon it won't be water, Farwell. <laughs> yeah. You don't swallow when I give you to swallow. You're going to swallow. swallow what George gives you to swallow. <laughs> Fucking George. Uh, yeah, so they keep walking, and then uh, yeah, he goes over to he goes to pick up the so it's gold or whatever the hell is Farwell or the De Cruz is picking up, and then Farwell's just like, I'm going to bash in this guy's skull with a fucking brick of gold. <laughs> and he just and murders the motherfucker. Team, mind you. Yeah. And just and just murders the man out of desperation. He's got like uh, the the crackhead lips that are like dried and white. Mm-hmm. It looks like he was smoking fucking crack for a weekend, uh, which is which is they a good a good amount of time. Good job crack. aging him, yeah. Yeah, that uh, a good job. And uh, yeah, eventually we see uh, Farwell laying on the in the dirt, and he's like hold, clutching gold to his chest. One one little the tiniest little gold bars. I love them. They're adorable. And you, please tell <laughs> they me they really yeah. are. I love this. Of course I do. Uh, yeah, the way he talks and how he says it, wow, it's, so, it's just so good. It just sounds like good and bad, the ugly. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> I give it to you. Mister. Mister. This is gold here. You can have it. to town if you give me water. Gold. It's real gold. You can have it. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. And I love the the old Poor old timer. Like, can you tell me why? Because he's he's laying dying in the in the dirt here. A couple pulls up in this stupid fucking cumbersome space car. It, it's insane. Are you lost in space, by the way? Yeah. What's that? It's a lost in space uh, vehicle. I thought it was the the forbidden planet or whatever. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Because no, those two shows, they use props from all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, all, every, every all the prop. sci-fi shows of the era used them. I love it. But uh, can you tell me why 
this couple pulls over, and I get why they go help him, but why did they name why did they name George? I don't need this guy's fucking name. He's in three seconds. It's so weird. George. She's like, George. I'm like, what what? I don't care. Just it wasn't it an odd marriage. Like she was hot, dude. Yeah. It and was he's a, like eighty. That's if you look at all the sixty shows, it was always every episode of this of this show, this very show, where it's like the super old dude, super young girl. Uh, remember that fucking one what's the a most unusual camera? That guy's like sixty yeah. and she's a, a young ditzy blonde. Why the fuck is she with him? No idea. She must love wrinkly balls. I don't get it. She wasn't that young, but she wasn't that old either. No, but that's what I'm going for. It's a, it's the uh, Trouble Templeton. He's sitting there like, I'm so goddamn old. I want to go disappear into a fantasy world. And outside his fucking smoking hot wife's getting fucking nailed by the pool guy. And it's like, it's just a series of that. The Flintstones or like uh, the Honey or what's it called? Uh, um, uh, Bewitched. Shows like that where it's just like this older guy and this way too attractive girl for what he should be able to get. It's just... I mean, it, it's still going on now. It's not changed. It's it's always been kind of the formula. Like even Family Guy just fucking mirrors that. It's 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 the American way, really. A fat guy wants Here, a hot well, girl, dude. I live it. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm a two. My wife's like a nine. Okay, and if she really tries, she's a ten. But she doesn't. You know, all natural, no makeup, a nine. You know, so not for nothing. And I get it all the time. How the hell did you get her? And I'm like, well, it ain't my money or my looks. Oh, my personality or the success or, or I'm sorry, it's getting mean at this point. Oh yeah, it, you know <laughs> the punchline that I don't say is it's it's my giant hawk. Yeah, yeah, that's that it's that huge yeah. fucking uh that that Brooks you have hanging down there, Brooks oh, Brooks swinging from a a, a rope. Swaying in the breeze. Um, so I guess they found a way to manufacture gold in the future, which again goes back to my don't steal money, then time travel forward, essentially, because they basically time travel. Just a bad idea overall. Who knows? I don't call it time travel. I'm sorry. It's not time travel. Uh, it's for them, it is. animation. Yeah. It's different. Not as far as... Okay, so when you go to sleep at night and then you wake up in the morning, did you time travel to the next morning? No, my body kept going. True enough. Yeah. Um, I'm, so I keep saying essentially time travel. It's not... They're not literally traveling through time, but they might as well be. They're the same age as when they went to sleep. Well, actually, you know, Farwell is really the only one that actually appreciates this whole fucking thing that he accomplished not for nothing i mean uh and he has a great like uh he pretty much calls de cruz stupid and mindless and everything yeah because he doesn't you know what i mean uh, it, it's like here why is it mr de cruz that greedy men are the most dreamless least imaginative stupidest now you listen to me far well for the first time in the history of men, we have taken a century and put it in our hip pocket. We've taken a lease on life and outlived our stay. We've had our cake, but we're still going to eat. It's quite an adventure out there, Mr. De Cruz. Though you're a little insensitive to it, that's quite an adventure. It's a world we've never seen before. A brand new, exciting world that we are going to walk through. It's Poor as fuck. It's, it's gold. <laughs> Gold is spelled G-O-L-D-T, right? 
Whenever he cries gold. out, it's, it's my gold. <laughs> uh, I, I still can't believe we base our money off gold. It's such a weird concept to me. I don't, it's so strange. It's hard to, I, I, do we really though? Cause we're, we're in so much debt. I mean, we yeah. don't have the gold to back that up. I, I get that. I'm saying it's still based off gold. Like there's still a federal reserve just full of fucking gold. Like so goddamn weird. We saw Die Hard 3. I know. It's, it's just so odd. I don't. I thought we'd be beyond that by now, but we're so not. We are so unadvanced in in certain certain lights. It's so strange. If anything, we should be trading people. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like it's a far more valuable. Yeah, it's a far more valuable uh, a source of. Uh, you, it can keep accomplishing things. It doesn't just sit there in a fucking jail cell. That's all I'm saying. I didn't say it to be. We, fr- the return on investment is huge. It's huge. <laughs> and they keep breeding. Gold that sits there doesn't fucking and spawn more gold. Not for nothing. Did you know that there's about 25 million slaves that still exist in this world? Not in this country, though. That's what I'm saying. They outsource somewhere else, and it's it's not American anymore. And I, I'm not I need to tell you something. It still does kind of happen in this country. It's just very not the way uh, it should. hush hush. I mean, it's not like cotton fields or anything. Whoa, it's, whoa, calm down. For I'm me. just saying that's what it was back then, and it's not like that now. But there is, it still exists. It's just we got the sex traffic. Yeah, that's what it mainly is. Yeah, it's, sex slaves. Yeah, it's not fun for me though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I like kind of kind of. You got to earn it, I suppose. I like, I, I like consent. Consent during sex mostly. I don't know. Not not so much consent during a uh, uh, hard work though. Like I don't care if you want to be there. You're gonna be there. And this isn't a race thing at all. This could be white people. This could be me out there. I'm, I'm willing to. I'm fine with that. I'm for slavery. That's all I'm saying. Wow. <laughs> this is really taking <laughs> a turn. <Jesus. clears throat> really taking wow. a hard stance. This is my new uh, political stance. I love it. Everyone love serves it. three and a half years as a slave. Mandatory three. Yeah, it's like the Israeli army. Everyone has to serve a year. This is going to be our my my slave stance. You have to do it so you know what it's like. Not a bad idea. It'll help. It it'll really really take a giant chunk out of that national debt. Goddamn right. Yeah, it's like those uh, just reminded me of those uh, what what school was that? They did that study where they they put like. Ten kids and and uh, they were supposed to be prisoners. And took another ten of them and made them be the, the 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 prison guards. The guards, yeah. And then they yeah. switched them after, and they were like, <laughs> they they remembered how the other guys treated them, and they were like even more, like like that sort of shit. This would be like so. If everyone were a slave, therefore everyone's kind of like the you're going to treat your slaves really well, but you're also going to get some shit done. That's all I'm saying. Free labor for a little bit, get some work, get some work done. Yeah, <sighs> that test. Uh, was supposed to go for like two months. It ended in like uh, five days. Yeah, I love that <laughs> stuff. I love reading that stuff. Uh, they hit, no, it wasn't that one. They did a movie about another study they did. Um, and you know, they did do a movie out of that one. I haven't seen it yet. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, I was going to say I, they did. I forget what it's called. Yep, yep, yep. I want to watch it. I keep forgetting. It's one of those movies I have on my list that I keep forgetting to watch it. And I, then I keep forgetting the title of it. But if you go to based on a true story podcast, he did it. Ooh, there you go. Another plug for another podcast. You, you've plugged two podcasts in this episode so far. Well, they do a lot for me too. <laughs> they better. It it's it, not a one way. Pay it forward. 
Um, <laughs> so, uh, are we are we done? I don't, I don't know. Rod's, Rod's uh, no. ending, um, I guess. Well, okay, so he's dead. Um, the weird, <laughs> you know, the weird George. Uh, you know, the you know, like a, a weird prop that George Takei probably you know forced himself on some model on that back in the sixties or whatever that just came out the, yesterday or whatever. The fuck is going on? Anyway, um, slaves. Yeah, slaves. So, hmm. What? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we agree. Um, what I got here? Are you looking uh, up Rod's you, outro here? Yes, I do. Okay, here we go. The last of four Rip Van Winkles who all died precisely the way they lived, chasing an idol across the sand to wind up bleached dry in the hot sun as so much desert flotsam, worthless as the gold bullion they built a shrine to. Tonight's lesson in the Twilight Zone. I think it should be Rip Van Winkle eyes. Rip Van Winkles sound weird. You gotta plural that. Four shit. Rip Van Winkles. Like, Winkle. how do you pluralize a Rip Van Winkle? Nope, nope. Like, I guess you could say like four Franks. Yeah, they'd be clones. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, dude, one of me is too num- too much. It's true. It's true. Four of you. <laughs> Can you imagine four of you on a podcast together? <laughs> Oh my God! God. It would be insane. Just talking over each other with the, <laughs> yeah. some lunacy. Yeah, just all playing clips at the same time. Going, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wait, uh, hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> Blaring a speaker at another at a microphone. Uh, yeah, I love this episode. Even though I made fun of every single second of it, though I, I still love it. It's uh, it's so much fun. It's the strange story all the way through. I don't know why they. D- just don't throw the bodies in the in the in the cave, which is has a Let it security go. door. Let I can't it go. get past it's it. It's Farwell showing that he's the compassionate one until he becomes the murderer. <laughs> yeah, that sun desperation. You, you know how you get in the sun. You just want to murder someone with some gold. Yeah, we've all been there. It's, it's it it comes to it, it's like he starts tapping him on the back with the gold bar. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> that was an insane noise. Oh my god! Well, that's how he drank it. Yeah. So I, I guess the one takeaway is uh, is Brooks's penis. That's all I can think about. Wow. And not for nothing, the i the IMDb uh, picture of this episode is Brooks and his hog. Yep, right in his face. <laughs> With Farwell like looking down because he's like, oh god, because he sees it's... the outline of the head. I think he can, I think he has an outline of the nuts, which is kind of impressive. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had nut outline while you have the dick outline. It's usually that it kind of just presses it's forward. Right there, look how big it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's like a huge hog. If you get a shot where, without the, if you get a shot without that thing, uh, you just see his pants when he's walking out. And I was like, Jesus, like, caught me off guard. It was, I, I I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. It's been days. It's been days, Frank. I, I can't get it on my mind. I should probably get out of here. Um, did you play Rod's out? You did play his outro. <laughs> I'm already forget. Uh, really, it's on my mind. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Woo! Um, getting hot over here. Uh, yeah. So you want to do your plugs, I guess, uh, as you're lighting up a cigarette there. Uh, we have topic radio. Go to reddragonsradio.com for all of my shows. 
And uh, check me out on uh, Twitter. It's at double LNKZ. Do you want to pitch your boys and, Twilight Zone show? Of course. And we're almost at 300, brother. It's been three weeks. We're almost at 300 followers. So, And we're starting to get a pretty decent fan club. I like it. Um, by that, I meant the, the clip that you played earlier. What happened? The, the um, oh, Zone. that was great, right? Yeah. Do you want to pitch a show? Just give them another shout out. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Tom Elliott, sir. Um, the Twilight Zone podcast. Um, number one on iTunes. Uh, pretty much. Um, it's 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 a great, just a great. Um, he is very serious. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say, far more serious than our show, talking about dicks and burying dicks in different graves for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, but hey, I mean, two of the same podcasts is dumb. So that's why I love this show, because it is unique. Uh, sure, it's based off of the same content material, but it's way different. Um, Tom really focuses on, like, Tom's podcast is like, Something you listen to late at night type of deal, and it's just in the feel of his and his voice. Like I would kill for that voice, dude. That Liverpool radio voice that he's got, it's really awesome. Uh, he does say a couple words really weird that uh, the ing, the thinking he says, gold kind. Of, but uh, you know, for the most part, uh, Mr. Tom Elliott is a uh, very nice man. Does he say so, thank you, Tom. demolition, like Rod did? It's still drive me nuts. Um, no, he, but he does play Rod's intro. Yes. Nice, nice. Um, you done with your plugs? Or you got more? You got more? You good? Uh, actually, um, I just want to say, um, happy three year anniversary in the Indie Sports Car Podcast this very day. So today marks three years of me behind the mic, Phoenix. Nice, nice. I thought you were going to be super romantic there. You know what today might be? I just realized. Let me let me double check. You you uh you say something. No, I don't feel like looking it up. Fuck it. Today might be the. No, I'll say something. I I have stuff to say. It's gonna yeah. Go ahead. It's gonna take me a second to pull it up. So. Okay. Um. Actually, I can play Rod's. Um. Uh. Yeah. I can. Okay, uh, I'm starting to pull Rod's, because um, in my DVD set, um, at the end of each episode, Rod is, is there to plug basically his own show for the next upcoming week, right? Uh, and very rarely do you ever see Rod plug a product, but he did after this episode. Yeah. Um, and it's cigarettes. Um it's so weird sounding. It's it's just gold is what it is. Um, and uh, we're also adding another um, really awesome little part to the show uh, where, uh, see, we are sponsored by many different brands out there because um, we don't do things for free. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, we've been getting bitched at by them because we don't plug them. So... Um, you know, I uh, I have a clip, but I'm going to send it over to Phoenix. He's going to do his magic like he what's, what's normally not, does. Cause yeah, let's not reveal that, too much here. We're going to do, we have some sponsorships. And, you know, we're pretty big deals over here. Got some sponsors. We're going to start rolling through here. Some high rollers, if, if you know what I mean. And we'll plug them in the middle of the show. Kind of do a, I'll throw it in randomly. Just do a, do some sponsors, you know. 
we're big deals. That's what else can I say? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is our side project. We have a lot of main projects we do apart from each other that are highly successful. I mean, I'm indie card media for Christ's sake. You know, I do this for fun, you know, or, or money. <laughs> <laughs> for fun money. Uh, the reason well, I had that pause there. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, buddy. The mine was going to be off, tra- off topic. Do you want to finish your thought? Well, uh, do you want me to play um, Rod's, uh, you know, uh, basically telling Rod? Uh, okay, let me. Rod's let's telling Rod. Yeah, yeah. He's got so Brooks' Rod on his mind. Uh, <laughs> Rod's going to tell the listeners what they're going to hear us do next. All right. Basically. So, um, so I can play that while, you, while you're doing what you're doing. You want me to do that? I am all set. Um, I was just checking to right. see when I know the LAW anniversary is coming up here, but it's uh, today's the 13th that we're recording, and then the 19th is the four-year anniversary of LAW. So, congratulations, we're, uh, buddy! We're getting close, getting close. I, so, happy anniversary! High five! <laughs> well, it's a it's a webcam high five. It's very gay. I did. Um, I, I actually just waved for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, like, I high five and he goes. Oh. I, I went wave and then kind of moved forward a little bit and I was like, eh, my energy's not there for the high five. But uh, yeah, I just want to play that clip and then we'll go out on that. So until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. And I'm Frank Links. So long, citizens. Here's Rod. Now, Mr. Serling, there are all kinds of wagers and all kinds of odds. From the spin of a roulette wheel to a $2 cross the board at a racetrack. But next week on the Twilight Zone, with the aid of Mr. Francho Tone, we tell the story of possibly the strangest bet ever to occur in the annals of chance. Our program is called The Silence. I hope we'll see you then. Here's something that doesn't require any imagination. It's Oasis. If you just took this puff, you'd agree. It's the softest taste of all. Before we meet again, try Oasis for the softest taste of all. Because of Oasis cigarettes, there's an oasis of blood in my lungs.